The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN gift store, exclusively on the SGPN app. Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. As we enter week two of no NASCAR racing, it is a depressed Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Just kidding. We're not depressed. We're happy to be here. We're happy to be back again uh, on the airwaves. And look, there are still things to talk about up to and including odds, which is what we're going to do for you today. We're going to take a look at some of the early odds. I know uh, Cody has the count as far as where we're at, and he'll tell us here in just a second. But there's odds dropping, and we're here to talk about them. So, yeah, Cody, we're, we're giving the people what they want, some early odd lines. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, welcome, welcome back to another episode. Here we are again with uh, with more odds for you, of course. Uh, 89 days till Daytona 500, 75 days till the Clash of the Coliseum. We're getting closer, uh, only 75 days until, until some cars on track in an actual race. Um, but yeah, odds are already coming out. We've got championship odds out. Obviously, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, some Daytona 500 odds out there now as well, giving us plenty to talk about as the, the offseason turns along. Yep, and really, again, this is this is the first full week with no racing. I mean, we lost F1 last week, too, as the last race of the season was there. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to do with Sundays anymore, Cody. Yeah, luckily, <laughs> we do have the NFL to, to somewhat save us and carry us through. Um, of course, you know, it's still second to NASCAR, you know, but, uh, but luckily, we do have that to hold us over. But I'm already missing racing. Uh, it was nice to have F1. Last two weekends kind of extend a little bit past NASCAR, but yeah, now all the all the big racing is done, and I'm looking for any type of racing of any sort that I can find. Although when you say 75, it just doesn't feel like that big of a number. I I like I like the oh. sound of that. Yeah, it's yeah, and that's why it's like that's why I'm counting down to the to the Coliseum too, because it's like 75 is not that bad. Like it's you know it's only a couple months, and we're gonna be there. We gotta get through the holidays here. That's gonna take up some time. January is going to really suck because, you know, everybody's, well, maybe not in California where you're at, but everybody else in the entire country is stuck inside and uh, 
and frozen and uh, just waiting for for it to be back. Yeah, well, I tell you, my Xbox is about to get a workout because I'm going to keep going through the season of my NASCAR game that I've got, a uh, little NASCAR heat action. Uh, I'm going go. for the yeah. championship, Cody. I'm I'm getting there. I'm I'm all, I'm like four races in, maybe five races in. I've already got three wins, so uh, I, I'm I'm ready. I, I want a championship. I haven't won one yet in the Cup Series, but I do have an Xfinity Series uh, championship, and I think I got a, a Truck Series championship as well. So. Um, yeah, that's just an update on my Xbox playing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, great. No, yeah, definitely keep us uh, keep us updated when you get the championship. Uh, <laughs> make sure you order like an actual real trophy, and uh, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just gonna post it on Twitter. That's that's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna declare myself the NASCAR champion. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, we we do have some news to touch on. There is some stuff that has happened over the last uh, week that we've gotten together to talk about nascar so uh, i know you've got some stories you want to hit on what, what do you want to start out with yeah nothing too crazy not like last week where we have all the uh the driver announcements and whatnot but a couple of things um kind of learned kyle bush's first sponsorship uh deal anyways lenovo was a uh black and red car that tyler reddick ran a couple of different times last week as a, or last year as a primary sponsor on the eight car they released a statement this week announcing that they would uh, be staying with RCR, continue to sponsor that eight car. So obviously uh, still waiting on, on the big news of who will kind of be the anchor sponsor, kind of see if any other those sponsors stick around, who kind of leaves with him and goes over to uh, 2311 and, and the 45 car. Uh, a lot of dominoes to fall there. Um, obviously M&M's has left the sport. That led to the whole Kyle Busch losing his ride basically and now being in the eight car. So still interesting to see if, if he gets a, uh, another big, you're not going to get somebody big like M&Ms anymore. Um, but if he gets one big main sponsor or if they kind of just piece together stuff throughout the season, uh, will be interesting to, to see there still. It's going to be sad to not see a, a Mars car, you know, and uh, those M&Ms, you grow to love those faces, especially the one on the back bumper. The one that's always like, ah, yeah. I'm about to get hit. Yeah, the, the scared face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's just some sponsorships that, I mean, like you think of NASCAR and you think of certain sponsorships. I mean, Coca-Cola, they don't necessarily have a car each and every week that's sponsored by Coca-Cola, but they're on multiple drivers at the Coke Racing family. They're one of the premier partners. I mean, there's somebody that's been in the sport forever. M&M's and Mars was that. I mean, M&M's has been on the cars since the 90s. We've seen it, you know, through different iterations of car numbers and drivers and teams, but they've been around. Lowe's was that for a long time. The Home Depot was that. DuPont. Unfortunately, we've lost some of those, some of those bigger ones that we were so used to seeing. Um, and, and yeah, Mars, unfortunately, another one that's that's exited. I'm sure we'll still see them do some stuff with the sport, um, but definitely not the presence that they've had for sure. No, yeah, that's like when Dupont left when twenty four when the twenty four yep. car, you know, that was that was a big blow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dupont. I mean, uh, you know, Goodrich obviously was around a long time, uh, then transitioned to, to Kevin Harvick after Dale Senior was gone, and uh, you know, obviously went away after a while. But uh, we still have some of the the big ones. FedEx has been around a long time now; they're still hanging on. Obviously, you've got your you know Shell, Pennzoil; those ones have been around a while, so. Still plenty of great sponsors. And the good thing we've seen lately, too, is a lot of new sponsors coming to NASCAR. I mean, there have been so many new sponsorships coming. And, and now that things are different, 
if you're newer to NASCAR, you know, back when Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt were driving, like they were in the DuPont and in the, in the good wrench cars every week, it was the same car. You rarely saw him run anything different. Now we don't have any Denny Hamlin was kind of the last holdout with FedEx, but now the last two seasons they've been running different schemes. There's no full-time cars that are just one sponsorship um, like we'd seen in the past. And so now that allows a lot more companies, a lot more sponsors into the sport, a couple race packages, be on the car all the time. So it is good to see that part of it because it does open up so many more opportunities within NASCAR and bringing people in because, you know, when they sponsor these cars and, and do that, they bring in all their employees, they bring in customers and work stuff around it and just brings in more exposure to NASCAR. I remember when I saw Jimmy the first time, not in a Lowe's car. It was the weirdest feeling in the world. Yeah, it was so weird. And even like towards the end there, Jeff Gordon, he started getting like the Nicorette car and some other stuff. And it was like, it it just seems so strange. It's it's normal now. I mean, every week it's like, okay, what you know, you don't even know what color these guys' cars are going to be in because everybody's different. But But back in the day, it was, you know, you knew the 24 car was going to be that rainbow car, the black car, you know, the three car was the black car other than a random one-off here and there. But yeah, definitely times have changed as far as sponsorship goes. Indeed. Uh, let's see, moving on NASCAR. Per, so per Jeff Gluck of the athletic, um, he's, he's a guy that's pretty tied in and Bob Pachris kind of uh, seconded this, but NASCAR is quote unquote, seriously considering getting rid of stage cautions on the road courses. We talked about this during the season last year. Please, 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 NASCAR, do this. Granted, it's going to give Chase Elliott an extra six wins per season, potentially, if they do this. But it just seems so stupid to run, especially in the smaller series where you're running seven laps and then you have a stage caution. And we saw nobody ever, you know, the, the, the top cars would always pit. They wouldn't get the stage wins that they deserve, stuff like that. So the idea that's been batted around obviously this is not official yet but is you still have the stage ends on lap you know 17 or whatever it is they'll wave whatever flag but the race continues it just is a green flag there's not a caution for that and i think on road courses that is completely the way to do it i i still like the stage cautions on the ovals it took me a long time to get around to that because as a you know a hardcore nascar fan my life i hated it at first i'm like what the hell is this but it does give us racing it bunches the field back up it allows different strategies and stuff, but on road courses, and we talked about this multiple times this season, it just it doesn't make sense to stop them so often when you you know you've only got so many laps, and then at those long caution laps, you're just you know it takes thirty minutes for for a caution flag break, and it's ridiculous. So uh, I think that this will be a good thing. Hopefully, maybe this is NASCAR's way of kind of throwing it out there and seeing the response, and it seems like the response is everybody's for it, like. Do away with it. You can still award the stage points as they cross the line on said lap. And, you know, everybody earns their stage points and all of that. It gets paid out. Just no cautions. That'd just be on road courses again, which would be the way to do it, I believe. Um, so hopefully, again, it's seriously considering is, was his report. Um, so hopefully that will actually be the case. I think I'm more impressed by the fact that NASCAR is always open to making these changes, you know, and, and to, to exploring the possibility that there can be ways to make their sport better, you know, and I, and I like that about that. And I, 
I'd be curious to see how it plays out too, because like you look, we saw last season even when Kyle Larson had to pit or you know he made his pit strategy call and it blew up in his face at, at Sonoma. You know you don't want to see that. You don't want to see these guys come in two laps early to pit and then get mired back in the field and have something silly cost the best car on the track the opportunity to win the race. Yep. Well, and think about how much that affects down the line, the playoff picture, who gets into the playoffs, who doesn't. I mean, you know, let's look back at Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. You know, you'd have to go back and calculate it, but how many times did Ryan Blaney stay out on a road course, get extra stage points, and that's what ended up getting him in over Martin Truex Jr. at Daytona in the last race where he didn't necessarily earn those by the way he was racing throughout the race. And I'm not, I don't have an example right in front of me. I'm just throwing that out there as a possible example, you know, or, you know, a guy like Chase Elliott or a guy like Kyle Larson was leading a stage, but pitted instead of taking the stage point, you know, did that keep Kyle Larson from advancing farther in the playoffs? Did that ruin his chance at a second championship in a row? Because he didn't get those extra stage points that, you know, those extra playoff points that he could have carried him farther. There's all these other dominoes to it. It just, it doesn't seem to make sense. It, again, it makes sense everywhere else, and I think it's they've got a pretty good formula on the ovals and everything else. It just the road courses doesn't make sense. Still award them, yes, because you do that every other regular season race. But um, yeah, taking the caution part out is the thing. And to your point of NASCAR being open to change, this is more of a recent thing. We've seen them really, really make a lot of changes lately, and for a long time. There was no changes. And then, you know, it would be a big swing, like throwing the stages out there. And everybody was NASCAR fans are very not adapt to change and it's taking them time. But now that they've started doing it and I think we'll go over the schedule at some point this off season as well. But I mean, that's where you've noticed the biggest change like forever. And I heard, I think it was Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi were talking about uh, this past weekend about like, it used to be the schedule would come out and it'd be like, oh, the Pocono date shifted two weeks. That's a huge change to the schedule. And like, that was it. Now we've got the street course. We got an LA Coliseum race. We got six road course. Like there is all these more changes and they are adapting consist, you know, continually trying to make things better, trying to listen to the fans, trying to shift things around. We've seen them readjust, you know, the way the schedule is. So it's not mile and a half, mile and a half, mile and a half, mile and a half. It's, mile and a half, one week, short track, then a road course, then a super speedway, then a short track, then a mile, like, and we talked about that throughout the season too. And so they've done a great job lately of adapting, changing, being open to changes, making changes. And I think this will be another iteration of that in making a change that will make the racing better. As far as not, you know, the road courses get so crazy with, you don't even know who's on what strategies, what's going on. It's cost so many guys like a Chase Elliott, like a Kyle Larson wins because they get muddled up in the traffic that they never should have gotten muddled up in, but they had to in order to keep their chance to win and ultimately cost them their chance of winning. Um, so I think it's the right call. I wonder sometimes, though, because we've seen you and I, we, we've watched a while, and, and I know the folks that listen to this show uh, it's a mixed bag. So some some people, this may have been their first season listening or watch, watching last year and uh, and not really familiar with, with the way NASCAR used to be. But we, it, when we, when I first started watching, it was still a very, very niche sport. It had yet to really find that mainstream sort of appeal, right? And, I mean, now 
obviously with the emergence of Michael Jordan owning a team, Pitbull owning a team, uh, the Money Mayweather team, like all of these big names over the last, I would say, maybe even 10 years, you know, if you really start to stop, think about when, when, this, sto- when this sport started to become a little more mainstream. Was it the changes to the sport that made it easier for folks that weren't just, I guess, hardcore racing fans to, to get into it and and then but again like you said you got to kind of walk that line because NASCAR fans I, I I remember when you know anything any sort of change was like oh no like the spoiler like when they when they change the spoiler they, you know yeah or they changed the name from from Winston Cup to Sprint Cup <laughs> and it was like oh I'm not call or next I think it was next next tell yeah I'm not gonna call it the next tell series like well, that's that's who's paying the sponsor and like that's you know you're gonna cut it you're gonna have to call it the next Dell series and it's like oh it's the winston cup series and yeah so it, it yeah nascar fans have gotten better and you still get people that are obviously gonna bitch about any t- little change that's any sport anywhere anytime but but it has gotten a lot better for sure and yeah i think to your point that has opened up more people coming into the sport nascar you know getting out there and being more open and not you know so many people still think of the red you know the stereotype of you know it's a redneck sport and, and all that and it's like it's not so much anymore like it, it really it isn't you know you've got michael jordan you've got pitbull i mean you know very diverse you know mr worldwide is pitbull's nickname like <laughs> what more do you want you know <laughs> it's like you know nascar has really branched out in those aspects and so yeah i think that that's been great and uh yeah, I, I love that they keep continue to evolve and change, and they're not afraid to take those steps, even if you know it's something that doesn't quite work out. And we saw that, like you said, with the spoilers, that car of tomorrow was a disaster back in 07 or whatever it was that they they did that. But it was a risk they had to take. They did it, you know, and it didn't work out, and they kind of went back to the car they had before that. But it's led to more changes, and now we have this next generation of car, which was kind of the next type of thing to come from that um and so yeah you, you have to be willing to change and try things and not everything's going to work but overall i think it's been working out pretty well for him lately god rest that car tomorrow man <laughs> it was a bad, it was bad. Kinda, i mean it was kind of cool looking but yeah it didn't work out no, <laughs> no it's now the car of not tomorrow yes, anymore so. <laughs> um all right cody is there anything else uh, you want to touch on is there any other uh, one stories last thing it looks like elio castronova is going to get a daytona 500 shot at making it anyways we already talked about the long list of of drivers and cars entered um so it sounds like he's in talks with both uh the tmt racing team which is the floyd money mayweather team um and track house with their project 91 car uh so it sounds like one of those two are, are going to end up being the winner they're kind of bidding for him right now um and the four-time indy 500 champion will attempt the daytona 500 it sounds like in uh, 2023 add to that very very growing list of uh of entries that that we've already talked about um you know a couple i think two weeks ago maybe we talked about all the teams already entering that maybe nascar will continue their uh evolution and change and go back to 43 cars just for that race i'm not gonna hold my breath on that one but uh Maybe maybe somebody will listen to our podcast and uh, and decide that's a good idea. <laughs> I thought I saw signups for the go karts. Uh, the the rate uh, at my local go kart track for the Daytona 500. I think they were like sign up here. <laughs> yeah, just taking every out. yeah yeah. It's crazy the number of people and potentially. I mean, 
we could have almost pushing, you know, 45 to 50 cars even attempt to make that race, which, you know, we could see guys like Jimmy Johnson not even make the race, which would, would be your insane. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to speak it. I hate to even say it, but it's a possibility. No, and it is, but uh, I'd like to hope that he can race his way in. Uh, I know that uh, muscle memory is a real thing. So, But, of course, I also know, being about the same age as him, that muscle memory may not always be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might want to get that in writing there, Jimmy, before you step in that car because whew, things funny. don't work like they used to, all I'm saying. We had sponsors for that, right? I'm just not <laughs> uh, all right, Cody, now that everybody's uncomfortable, let's, uh, let's go ahead and step away for a second, come back, and we'll actually talk some odds shall we all right here we go uh let's step away and ask you are you ready to win money and boost your odds WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play you get exclusive rewards that are right at your fingertips with win rewards on a win bet also be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each and every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during that WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, payouts are all happening right now at WinBet from boosted same game parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? No, you are. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, win. $100 so much to choose from and all you got to do head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com must be 21 or older and present scenario play through winbet is available if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right cody odds are out we can start talking about how to bet early on on these NASCAR championship odds for 2023. Do I bury the lead or do I just come right out and say, surprise, surprise, who is on top of the list for odds wise? Um, I mean, look, it's Chase Elliott. Does that surprise you at all? Oh, uh, not really. I, I mean, you, you kind of figure it's going to be a toss up between Elliott and Larson, which it basically is. Uh, depending on where you look, I guess, uh, one place there, they're tied for the, the top odds. And then another place that's, they're separated a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's no, no surprise that, that again, it's going to be Hendrick cars going to be Chase Elliott. He's the most popular driver. Anyways, that's going to bring more action. It's just like the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Yankees. Those teams are, are going to get more betting because they have more fans, same thing with Chase Elliott. So you're always going to get a little bit less odds on him. But also, he just came off a dominating regular season, floundered a little bit in the playoffs, still found his way into the Final Four and had a chance uh, until he ended up wrecking there later on. But, uh, yeah, so not really a surprise that Chase Elliott is kind of on top here. Kyle Larson, obviously, we saw the dominance two years ago, 10 wins. We know he's one of the best drivers on the planet right now. Uh, driving anything and everything he can get his hands on, winning in anything and everything he can get his hands on. You could say he had a rough season this past season if you're comparing it to two seasons ago where he had 10 wins. Of course, it looked rough, but really he had a pretty good season, you know, if you compare it to anyone else and was a, hanging around all season. Ended up getting bounced a little bit early in the playoffs. Wasn't quite what we were expecting, but 
kind of came down to you know some mechanical mistakes slash driver error that just kind of cost him and, and didn't uh didn't quite work out there uh towards the end of the season but i i think that with the dominance we've seen from hendrick over the last few years they've won the most races the last couple of seasons uh they've won two of the last three championships so not not too surprising it's funny because Larson is like that kid that sets the bar so high in school, right? That when he doesn't have a, a year or she doesn't have a year that equals up to that, they're like, oh man, you're horrible. And yet you still do better than 95% of the rest of the class. And yet you didn't have the year that you had the year before. So now you're complete garbage. And that's, that's poor Kyle Larson, man. He set the bar so high for himself a couple of years ago. And you, I mean, where do you go from there? You, you honestly, the only place to go is down, and and that's where he went. And yet, he was still better than ninety five percent of the rest of that field. So, you know, it's just it's a matter of 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 I suppose how comfortable you feel on him. Look, we will we will throw the numbers out at you because I'm a little surprised. Elliot as plus five hundred. I'm not. I I don't, and I should have, but I didn't grab last year's championship odds. But I don't remember Kyle Larson opening up uh, around this number. Now Kyle Larson opens up about six hundred or six fifty, depending on where you find it. So, um, do do the odds surprise you, Cody? Really? That that's the question. Uh, I think they're right on track, probably because uh, there's still a lot of unknowns with this car. I mean, yes, we still kind of saw a lot of the guys we expected rise to the top: the Elliots, the Larsons, Logano. Even wasn't a surprise. But you do get some of the other throw-ins like a Ross Chastain and stuff. Now you've got an entire offseason of these guys and these teams being able to really dig into these cars, find every single little advantage they can. And that's going to help teams like the Hendricks, like the Penske's, like the Gibbs that you see at the top of the board. Um, because they've got the money, they've got the resources, they've got the tools to take advantage of that. I think that this new car still keeps things closer. So I think we're still going to see a lot of different winners. Do we get to 19 again? You can make an argument for about 25 guys in the field to win. So it's possible. Yes. I don't think it happens again, but I would say that this is probably right on track. Um, as far as, as where you kind of expect to see things open up, there's not really one clear. And I, we don't have the odds from last off season in front of us, but I would imagine Larson was probably less last season because he won 10 races he, you know, won the championship. I mean, everything pointed to, you know, is he the next Jimmy Johnson going to win five in a row here all of a sudden? Um, it kind of looked like that. Obviously, going in with the new car, we weren't sure. And then that kind of uh, kind of faded. But looking at these top two guys, you got Elliott. You can find him at plus 600 if you look in the right place. And then Larson at plus 650 in the right place. Um, to me, I would probably not bet Elliott at plus 600. I feel like maybe if his season starts slow, we've seen him be such a streaky driver. At some point, he's going to have some down races, and those odds will probably drop, and that's when you're going to want to get in on him. Larson at plus 600, plus 650, now might be the time you get that because if he does go back to the form he did in 2021, you're never going to see those odds again, and we talked about that a lot of times with the, the odds for him winning races last season. It was like... Man, you you know, once he wins, you're not going to get him this low again, and so there was value there. So, so if I was going to place a bet on one of these two guys right now, it would be the Larson side of things. 
I, you know, obviously I'm a big Chase Elliott fan and Homer. So that, you know, uh, keep that in mind, but, and I think he's got a great chance at another title. Um, and I think he'll be in, in competition for it. And I think, especially if they change these stage rules, I think this is going to lead to him winning many more road courses than it did this past. Obviously he didn't win any this past season, but those are playoff points going to help him. We saw how far that got him to the final four of the season. And so all that it, into factor, but I think there's going to be a point where you're going to get him on a bad streak during the season where those odds might just dip a little bit more and you could grab him then maybe if he starts the season slow, but while he's kind of on top of the board, I don't really see the, the value there. Larson though, I think there is value because I think you could very quickly see him jump out and be good. And those odds just sink and never get back up to this point. Now, and we saw it again last season with Larson and just the fact, I mean, it was kind of a yo-yo effect too, because then toward the end of the season, we started to get better odds on Larson winning the race. Obviously, he wasn't winning the race, but the fact of the matter is we were still giving better odds for that. So, um, and then of course, his championship odds uh, also took a, a little bit of a turn in your favor too, had you chased after them last year. But I agree with you on both of these guys. I mean, obviously, they're front runners for a reason. Elliot, obviously, you know, with the dominant uh, season he had last season. Larson with the dominant two seasons ago. Yeah, it's just I you could you could paint a picture for either one of those guys. Um, but as far as betting is concerned, I, I'm with you on the Kyle Larson issue. If you want to grab him now, you may have to do that. I mean, I, I don't know what waiting a week or two will do. I don't know if it'll it'll shore him up, if it'll stay the same. I mean, hell, we don't even know if by the time you listen to this episode, it'll be uh, where it's at. So uh, just depending on where you get in on it. But uh, let, let's go further down the list. Another couple of names on this. The top four kind of round out as Elliott, Larson, Hamlin, and Logano. I mean, obviously, uh, Logano to me here is interesting. He's about plus 900 uh, on some, uh, 9 to 1 on, on one book. And then go back to another. It's it's six and a, it's six, plus 650. So... One book that's a crazy discrepancy, right? And is he being disrespected? Yeah. That's what I want to know. The the returning champ is that a disrespectful plus nine hundred? Uh, yes and no. I mean, he is a defending champ, so you got to give him that. I don't know that he's. I don't. You don't have the same feeling as you did coming off Larson's championship. Like, oh, this is Larson's league. He's going to come win it. It's it's kind of one of those like where it's you know you don't want to call Joey Logano an underdog, but you get a team like the Giants that, that comes up and pops up, wins the Super Bowl, and then kind of goes away for a few years. And that's kind of how you view not that Joey's going away. He's still going to have a good season. He's going to be solid. He's going to have his weeks where he wins. He's going to be in the final eight, maybe the final four, and have another chance. But you definitely he doesn't feel like the favorite to come out and win this. Now, if you want to take plus 650 on one book and plus 900 on another book and be like, wow, you're getting pretty good odds at plus 900, yeah, maybe grab the plus 900 while you can. Plus 650, no thank you. I'm not going to touch that at all. Plus 900, you can make a case for it if you feel good enough about it. Another guy that you might get points in the season where he's not having the best run and the odds might dip a little farther. I don't know if they're going to go too much farther because he is the defending champion. Um, but, yeah, he, he's – Joey is just one of those guys that's so tough to predict. You know, it. I guess we should have seen it coming with the whole – he wins the first time in everything. He got that all out of the system. Also, he makes the championship every other year on the the even number of years. He's like your San Francisco Giants for a while there, where it was every other year they would win the the series. So, 
So maybe we just revisit Joey in 24. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's, man, he's one of the tougher ones on the board to kind of where, you know, where do you view him? Especially when there's such a, a, a vast array of odds where you get him at plus 650 one place and then nine to one in another place. It's like, oof, that's kind of a, a big difference. I just I want to get inside handicappers heads sometimes I want to I want to see what it is that they're using to make these determinations and assign these odds to these drivers because again you know it's like your local gas station you can go in one place and get it for one price and then like literally across the street and maybe a block down the road it's two dollars more and you're like how on God's green earth am I paying two more dollars a gallon for this gas Whereas I can go over here, I can literally walk to that other gas station and get it for a lot cheaper. So I feel like that's what handicappers do sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And then, so going over to uh, Denny Hamlin side of things, because uh, he's next up, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I skipped over Hamlin because I didn't want I didn't want to make you talk about Denny. <laughs> I mean, so you know, <laughs> you're getting him at uh, he's at plus nine hundred, plus a thousand. Uh, I mean, the, the obvious argument is he doesn't win championships. We know that, right? He's probably the greatest driver to have never won a championship at this point. Not saying that he can't, but he's found every possible way to choke him away in the past. So there is that. Now, at 10-1, to 1, is Denny Hamlin going to be one of the top drivers all year? Is he going to be you know, in contention? Is he going to be winning races? Yes, I think so. I don't think that's going to change. He's still in the prime of his career. I think we're going to see him win multiple races where he's going to be somebody we talk about on a weekly basis. It's going to be one of the favorites or he's going to be one of the guys to bet. Um, so at 10 to 1, yes, you can make an argument there. I don't think I, I just I don't think he wins a championship. He's he said that winning championships aren't as important to him as winning a Daytona 500 stuff. Now, granted, yes, you're going to say the thing you don't have maybe isn't as important as the thing you have, right? Because you, you want to make yourself feel better about it because uh, we all know that you play to win the game, right, which would be the championship, but whatever. That's a whole other point. Uh, uh, but he just, man, he's a guy that just finds a way to choke away the championship each and every year. You know, this year wasn't necessarily as much of his fault as it was Ross Chastain just stealing it from him in, you know, in great fashion at Martinsville. Uh, but you know, he found a way to put himself in position to lose it there. I guess you could say, and it just, he constantly, despite some of the great, great seasons he's had, he's always in contention. He's always one of the top cars throughout the seasons and he just cannot get over that hump. Hey, I always say that a million dollars doesn't really mean that much because I don't have it. So like, I, I know exactly you how it feels. Rather just have this hundred dollars that I could buy this really <laughs> one thing I really like than than having a million dollars. Like, yeah. But if I gave you a million dollars, you'd like that million dollars a lot more than that hundred dollars, wouldn't you? Damn right I would. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I'd celebrate that million dollars, especially if I knew it was the only one that I'd have in the entire world. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, look, again, when we talk about these top four with Elliot, Larson, Hamlin, and Logano, those are pretty much, I think, no-brainers to me as far as why they should be up there. As far as betting on any of them, I don't know. Like, honestly, I felt better last season betting on Harvick than I do any one of these four, especially at these odds, only because I just feel like we saw so much craziness last season that, honestly, Cody, you, you, I don't know that any of us really fully 100% 
felt comfortable with any of the final four uh, calling them as actual champions. And we, if you listen back to our episode, we kind of waffled anyways. We were like, I don't know. We weren't 100, but we're like, okay, Chastain, okay, Elliot, but like, yeah. yeah, well, the case could be made for all four of them, and and that's the case every year. But but usually there's a little bit more of, you know, yeah, we knew it was going to be Larson two years ago. I mean, no, there was times that during that race, all four of those guys could have had it, but it was Larson's to lose it, and ultimately he didn't. But yeah, and these guys again, they're opening as the favorites. You know that they're going to be good, but if there is a point in the season, the championship odds are constantly updated, just like the Super Bowl odds. You don't necessarily bet the chiefs to win the super bowl at the start of the season but after they have three or four losses and they're coming off a loss on monday night football when everybody just saw them and it's like oh my goodness their odds dip a little bit that's when you get in on the chief on the super bowl that you know and so these are guys that maybe you know obviously they're gonna probably be relative favorites throughout the season but if they start to dip at all that would be the time to really jump on them because you know, we've seen guys go through dry, even Denny Hamlin to start off last season. I mean, he had the worst start to the season of anybody. He was like 30th in the points after eight races or something. And it was like, whoa. And then he ends up being, you know, a, a Ross Chastain Hail Mary away from the final four. And so at that point, it would have been a great time to buy in on his odds. So if these guys are, are too high up there, I, Larson would be the only one that I feel like because of what he did two years ago, they're going to be very quick. So if he jumps out early, gets a win at Auto Club or something like that, his odds are just going to sink and you're never going to recover. Uh, but the rest of these guys, I feel like there's going to be points where you could probably buy the dip if if the dip comes, of course. All right. Now we switch over to the next two drivers on this list. Uh, we've got Christopher Bell at plus 1,100, Ryan Blaney at plus 1,100. But, Cody, interestingly enough, on yet another book, they are actually sandwiched in between Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin. Christopher Bell coming in at at uh, eight hundred and Blaney coming in at eight fifty. So, uh, I mean, look, when we go to talk about these two, obviously Christopher Bell was in his first uh, opportunity for a championship last season. Ryan Blaney, obviously your perennial favorite guy. We we harped on him so many, and literally had the harp on him so many weeks of the season, but. I mean, at plus 1,100, I know that's showing the underbelly of what the books are thinking. They're still within the top 10 uh, of the favorites, but it's kind of a, a gap in, in one book between that plus 900 and, and the 11 to 1 for both of these guys. So um, when we when we start talking about the future of their 2023 season, which one of these is priced right and which one of these is not? Yeah, this is kind of where you're starting to get to that sweet spot of, okay, these are pretty juicy odds, and these guys' odds could plummet quickly. I mean, you look at Christopher Bell, made his first championship four. Um, he's a younger – everybody thinks he's so young because it looks like he's 14. He's like 27, though. He's older than Eric Jones, which is who he replaced at Gibbs. That's all crazy. But, I mean, he's kind of in line to be the next guy at Gibbs, right? Kyle Busch is done. He moved on. He's gone. Yeah, you have Ty Gibbs coming in. We'll touch on his odds in a few. I wouldn't touch those with a 90-foot pole or whatever the Grinch says. But, um, <laughs> but so you got, you know, uh, Martin Truex. I mean, he's already retired. We know that. He's just going to drive that car around on a Sunday drive every week for whatever reason. Denny Hamlin's still there, but he's looking kind of towards his ownership stuff. We know he doesn't like to win championships, doesn't want anything to do with it. So 
Christopher Bell kind of comes to the forefront of, you know, a guy that could do it. Multiple wins this past season, made his way to the championship four. Now he has that experience. We talked about that. Most guys don't win a championship in their first appearance in the final four. Well, now he's got one under his belt. So if he makes it back there, maybe he could do it. Uh, you know, so he's kind of, I'm moving him into second spot at Gibbs now between Den- behind Denny Hamlin, but championship wise, we know Denny doesn't want to win a championship. So that, that leaves Christopher Bell there. You could make the case. And if you want to call your shot that this is going to be, you know, Christopher Bell's, uh, you could say last season was kind of his coming out party, but this could really be a coming out party. 11 to one is probably not juicy enough for my taste in him. I just, He's maybe going to be a little bit more popular because he made the final four. That's maybe why his odds are kind of a little higher than maybe they should be. But, you know, who knows? Then moving over to Ryan Blaney. Obviously had the best season last year of anybody who didn't win a race. Made it to the final. I thought, what is he made it to the round of eight without winning all season other than the all-star race, which didn't count anyways towards points. And he just, he's a guy that can be there, but can he win in the clutch? He's not proven that. I mean, we had 19 different winners last year, and he wasn't able to get any of them. He got walked all over by his teammate in that Daytona to start the season, walked all over by his teammate in Phoenix to end the season. Now he had the best car in Phoenix, I think, out of anybody. So had he been in the Final Four, he'd be the champion, right? So you can make that argument if he can do that again next season. Uh, So I think if I was going to bet one of these guys, it probably would be Blaney. He's got experience. We know Pensy's good. They just his teammate just won the championship, right? And we've seen him be so close. It's just like every time, and they kept talking about it on TV. Like every time he had the best car, there was some sort of issue. If they can get rid of those issues, watch out because Ryan Blaney's going to win five, six, seven races next year, like easily. So I I like Blaney eleven to one. Obviously, you know we've talked about throughout the season. Maybe not so much the end of the season, but the beginning of the season. I really love betting on Ryan Blaney, um, and, and so I, I think you make a little more of a case for him because I, I think that he's got the experience. Again, he's moved up into kind of the second seat at, at Penske as well. Brad Keselowski's been gone a whole year now. Joey, obviously the two time champion, is the top dog there, but then it's Ryan Blaney right there. And if he can kind of come out of the shadow of Joey, I think he could get it done. Am I warming up the harp? That's all I want to know, Cody. Am I warming up the harp for next season? <laughs> uh, you know, he's going to be probably one. I haven't looked really at the Daytona 500 odds. He's probably one of the favorites there. He should have won it a couple years in a row now, probably. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd make sure the harp's ready just in case we want to pull it out. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it early. He might have to show me first, but uh, man, it feels like it. Oh, there was there was probably six, seven different times he could have won this season, just couldn't get it done. And we've seen where guys get close like that, and then once you know, let's put the season behind him. It's a fresh, clean start to the next season, and then maybe he can just go out and execute and not have all those problems. And, and I think that we could see him in victory lane multiple times and make a run at this championship. Uh, we shall definitely see. Like I said, I'll I'll have my heart fingers all ready to go. For next season, Ryan Blaney's corner. Um, all right, let's do this. Let's step uh, step away for another break. We'll come back. We'll break down the last of the top 10 drivers and then talk about some of the farther out odds that we think you should be jumping on now uh, for the NASCAR 2023 champion. 
But let me tell you first about our Thanksgiving free roll. If you like Super Bowl squares, you're going to love what we have for the DGENs on Thanksgiving. Our friends over there at Play Action Pools have set us up with a football bingo contest for Thursday's slate. Simple to join and free to play in the SGPN app. Once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. And whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, go run and check your card to see if you have that player. If you do, check the box. And if you get bingo, scream it out so everybody in the room is scared because they don't know what the hell's going on and why you're screaming bingo. Uh, maybe have uncle throw up his turkey or something uh, and, and we'll give you an extra prize. But anyways, if you get bingo, you're going to win $100 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. Go make sure to get the app, get in that, and win yourself some prizes. I want to scream bingo right in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, and bingo! Just, bingo! Whether I win or not. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, why are, why you got a black eye? Oh, well, you see. <laughs> what happened was... What had happened was I screamed bingo. <laughs> Grandma <laughs> decided she wanted to deck me because she was scared. Uh, all right. <laughs> It's so inciting. Inciting violence and Thanksgiving is not what we're all about, folks. Uh, there's probably going to be enough uh, of that. No, anyways. hey, if you're going to be at Thanksgiving anyways, grab everybody's phone, grab your uncle's phone, download the SGPN app, get everybody involved in bingo, right? Like I got to, hey, you know, you know, you're just showing up every year. You got nothing really to bring to the table. Now you're bringing a game for the whole family, making it fun. See, then grandma's going to love you even more. Maybe your Christmas presents will be better. Turn everybody into DGENs because that <laughs> is the Christmas, that, that's yeah. the Thanksgiving Imagine spirit. how happy grandma's going to be if she wins bingo on Thanksgiving. And then she can buy a NASCAR gambling podcast sweatshirt or a hat or a mug. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> bingo. Look at you, Cody. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at some of the last drivers here inside of uh, the top 10. We got Ross Chastain and William Byron. Ross Chastain coming in just about the same price as Blaney and Hamlin. Uh, and in fact, on one book, on the other book, I clicked right the hell off of it. And there we go. Uh, Chastain coming in at the same price as Denny Hamlin at plus 1,000. Uh, another book, you may get him at plus 1,100. So as far as Ross Chastain is concerned, I'm all in. I'm definitely putting something on him at, at 11 to 1. I know that it's not the sexiest of, of prices, but I have a feeling that Ross Chastain is going to go balls out next year. And you probably may not find 11 to 1 after the third race of the season. Balls out. You could have said balls to the wall. Come on, Rod. Ah, uh, damn it. Ah, oh, geez. You missed an easy one right what there. The hell? Balls to the uh, wall. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we all know what Ross Chastain did this last season. I just, I don't feel it as much. I, I don't know. I, I feel like despite the talent he showed, despite what he was able to do, we know the track house is, is going to be a competitor. 11 to one just doesn't feel super sexy to me on Chastain. I don't, I don't know if it's because everybody loves him and everybody wants something part of him now. Just, yeah, I don't know. I got to be talked into it, I guess. I just, you know, you're contrarian, and that's why we work, because I'm on one side Maybe. and you're on the other. It's like the odd couple, right? You're Felix. Wait, which one was the nice one? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm the messy yeah. one. Whatever that one was, that's the one that I am. 
Yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I'd feel he's probably priced appropriately based on what we saw last year. I mean, one of the best cars in the field. You could argue with Chase Elliott, he had the best season of anyone out there. It just, it's because so that, hard. I guess maybe after seeing him three years ago in these shitty cars, and just, you know, running laps, trying to just be on the track. And now he's all of a sudden so good. And I mean, he's got the talent, he's got the equipment. You know, Pipple's invested in this. Justin Marks has sunk his heart and soul into this team. I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't be there to compete. It's just, it's hard for me to picture them. And, and they made the championship four. What more do you want, right? You, are you trying just, to talk yourself I, into this or what? Because I mean, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to talk myself. But, but still, here's the thing. Gotta... Listen, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this right now. I'm I'm surprised with the amount of attention that he had gotten over not just the move at Martinsville, but but you know the watermelon smashing, the feel good story, all of that stuff, right? That he is still mired in this eleven to one range. You got to figure there's a six hundred point difference in on a couple of these books between him and Elliot, right? The the super favorite, and you just said outside of Elliot, he probably had the best. He had a better season than Larson. I'll tell you that much right now. Better season than Denny. Tell you that right now. So for him to be at eleven to one right now, opening up, I feel like that's about as good as you're going to get him because once he starts driving again, I mean, I don't know that it's going to sink much lower than eleven, or you know, you're going to get it better than eleven to one any at any point over the course of the season. So if you believe in Ross Chastain, if you're a Ross Chastain truther, this is the price you have to get him at because I don't see it going anywhere else, but not in your favor as the season progresses. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if, if you're going to bet him, you got to do it now. There's no waiting for the dip. This is the dip. I, I don't think you're going to get any better odds in season on Chastain than where they're at now. And honestly, now might be your best chance to get them because as we get closer to the season, as casuals kind of start coming back in, it's going to be, oh, who is that guy that did, was famous on TikTok last year? Oh, yeah, let's uh, let's throw 20 bucks on him to win the championship, right? Because, you know, they just want some action. And so that's going to bring his odds down. And so, yeah, if you're going to get him, if you, if you feel like Chastain can do it, now's the time to get in on him. I, I definitely agree with you there. Moving over to William Byron, 12 to 1. Uh, he's 12 to 1 in both places. So, consensus, I guess, on this is where he should be. This is about right, I, I would say. His teammates, obviously, are the top two favorites to win this in, in Elliott and Larson. He's kind of the third fiddle on the team still. You know, he's young, he's talented. We've seen him go on streaks. I mean, he started off the season as probably one of the best cars throughout the first you know, third of the season, quarter of the season, maybe it was like, whoa, William Byron, welcome to the scene. And then he just kind of fizzled from there. So uh, 12 to one for me, I don't know if it's low enough that I really want to get super interested. I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, I think he's going to win a race or two next year. I think that's just going to be a normal thing for him. I don't believe he's made a final four yet. Um, to be competing for the championship that I can recall. I don't have that right in front of me, but I don't think he has. So if you want to lean into the, they have to get there before they can win at one. He's not done that. I, I I'm not on the William Byron is, is top dog over at Hendrick type of thing yet. Uh, I think that's Elliot Larson's for a while. Uh, and I just feel like these odds aren't far enough down for me to, to feel like I should get in on it. So when I look at them 
and and you're I mean I'm I'm with you on the fact that I don't I don't necessarily think that this is a, a price that I, I feel comfortable with Byron being at. But then I also look down a little bit and I'm like, I can't find a spot where I'd, I'd put him or I'd put somebody else really above him. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I'm trying to do that right. thing where you, you slate, you know, you're ranking people over somebody else and I, I'm not finding too many places to leapfrog him. So I guess I can see why. I, I think he's, I, I think he's in the right spot. It just, it's not a sexy spot to be in for what you, for what you're going to get from him. Now to jump down the board, look at his teammate, Alex Bowman at 20 to one. You're getting a Hender car at 20 to one. I can make a lot more of an argument for that. Do I think that Byron is probably the better driver and more talented? Yes. But where you're getting the odds at 20 to one for a Hendrick car that are the top two favorites to win the championship that far down, that's much more appealing to me than a 12 to one where it's, uh, it's just, that's kind of that zone where it's, it's where he should be probably, but it's not enough for me to want to bet on it. It's the Goldilocks zone for where he's at, but not for where we want to bet him, right? It's right. it's not too high, it's not too low, but obviously, unless you are a, a 24 truther, like I said with Ross Chastain, you know, I mean, but you may even wait on William Byron. He yeah, may come out of the gate yeah, slow. He, yeah, he starts the season slow or something. Those odds might drop as people kind of just forget about him. I mean, you're probably you're getting a little bit of a Hendrick boost with him being 12 to 1 still. Yeah, I. I'm I'm not going to buy on Byron at this price, at least right now. That'd be a tough call if you did. So, um, all right, let's finish out the top ten, Cody. Let's let's the last two drivers inside of the top ten, as far as the favorites are concerned, are two guys that uh, well, they're going to be with new rides next year, and that's Tyler Reddick at plus twelve hundred in some spots, and Kyle Busch at plus fourteen hundred. On another place, you're getting Tyler Reddick at plus one thousand. But you're not getting Kyle Busch until way down in twenty to one. Go bet it right now, Kyle Busch twenty to one to win the championship. Go bet that right now. That is absolutely insane. Until Bonkers. two weeks ago, when Joey Logano won his second championship, Kyle Busch was the only multi-time champion in the sport. We can't say that now because of Joey Logano. But yes, he's going to a new team. I get it. Tyler Reddick won three races in that eight car Kyle Busch won one race that Tyler Reddick should have won at Bristol dirt in the 18 car. Yes. I understand that, that get leaving Gibbs to RCR is not sexy, but you don't think that Richard Childress is looking at this. He, he is looking at this thinking I have the second coming of Dale Earnhardt. And I know that Kyle Busch is not the second coming of Dale Earnhardt. I get that. But to Richard Childress, this is as close as he's going to get ever to recreating what he had with Dale Earnhardt in that three car. It is in front of him now. He's got him. He's still in the prime of his career. He is probably the best driver in the Cup Series. Now Richard Childress's hand. Richard Childress is going to put anything and everything into that car. He's going to give it all to him. We saw that team perform with Tyler Reddick. What can they do with Kyle Busch? 20-1. to 1. I could not smash that fast enough. Please sign me up for all of that. Chances you get those odds at any point during the season, extremely low. And Kyle Busch is a guy. It might They might start the season slow. It might take him a little while to figure it out. We might see Kyle Busch be frustrated because when have we not seen that? But <laughs> he is a winner. He's a champion. He's a multi-time champion. He's gotten there. He can get it done. And if he can 
get to the point where they can, you know, get into the playoffs. And he can, he's he's got just as good of a chance as anybody else in the field. He's Kyle freaking Bush, twenty to one. If you can only get the fourteen to one, fine, bet it. I don't care. But twenty to one, this is an absolute go smash it right now for me. It's funny because I was going to ask you. I was like, you're, "Well, your twenty to one feelings are well documented, Cody." But how do you feel about fourteen to one? <laughs> you're like, "Man, if you can find fourteen it's to fine. one, I'll take fourteen to one <laughs> if that's all you can have access to." What fine, but a twenty to one, especially. I mean, whew, I I could not when I saw that I couldn't run to the window fast enough. I'm telling you, it's in and this is one of those dark horse seasons. I think for that that eighteen and. He has so much to prove. Mm-hmm. Joe Gibbs said, get the fuck out. I don't want you. That's what happened to Joe Gibbs. You think that Kyle Bush doesn't want to shove it down his throat as Ty Gibbs is struggling week in and week out in that 18 car adjusting to the Cup Series? You don't think Kyle Bush wants to say, fuck you, Joe Gibbs? Look what I can still do? Yes, he does. Well, it's like, yeah, you can take the one away from my number, but I'm still, I'm still gonna run, right? It's, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, I feel that. I feel that very much. But yeah, and he, I mean, he had to take a massive pay cut. He, you know, he left this supposedly big, huge ride on this big, huge team. He's going to try and resurrect. I mean, RCR is not some joke of an organization. I mean, they won championships with Dale Earnhardt back in the day. They went through quite a lull, yes, but. We saw what Tyler Reddick could do. They were on the forefront of helping develop this new car. They've sunk a lot of money into it, and they're serious about winning and bringing Kyle Busch into that car. I mean, the emotions of what we thought of RCR, where they're losing one of the most talented next-generation drivers in Tyler Reddick. Oh, my goodness. What, who's going to want to even go to that ride to get the biggest fish in the sea? Oh, man. I I... I think this is Kyle Busch's season. I think we are going to see him win five to ten races, and it's going to be Kyle Busch of old, and we're going to be like, whoa, what a huge mistake Joe Gibbs Racing made. What a huge mistake Toyota made. And Richard Childress is going to be the man of the year in NASCAR. <laughs> Look, and the eight, eight car in and of itself is a legend too, so it's not as if he's stepping into you know yeah, some absolutely. crazy you know number car that's – out there like a 57 or you know he's literally (laughs) he's literally jumping into a historic car himself so i i like that all right let's talk about the guy that vacated that eight ride and that's tyler reddick uh i mean okay here here's where here's where my my not enthusiastic approach to tyler reddick kicks in because i know that we saw and we we saw good things out of him last season Right, and he he did show that he's a, obviously still a decent driver. He's still good, but now Tyler Reddick's not in the eight car anymore. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm still as bullish as I would have been had he still been in that eight car. But Tyler Reddick at twelve to one, kind of on the par with William Byron and Ross Chastain. I don't know that I see it this season, Cody. So I think Tyler Reddick is going to be a multi-time NASCAR champion but it does not start this year. I don't believe he's made the final four. I'm actually certain of that. So another guy that needs to get there. Can he get there? Yes. Will he get there this year? Potentially. He is going to be in a good ride. We've seen, uh, I mean, these 2311 cars are, are part of Joe Gibbs racing. Basically they've got the partnership. We've seen them do well. We saw Kurt Busch win in the 45 car. We saw Bubba Wallace win in the 45 car as well. 
Now it's Tyler Reddick in the 45 car. Uh, he's going to win races. I think that he wins multiple races this season. If he can get to the round of eight, we know how good he is at uh, Homestead, Miami, uh, and, and could potentially punch his ticket into that final round. I don't think he wins the championship yet. Tyler Reddick, I just mentioned a minute ago, is one of the next biggest drivers in NASCAR. He is uber freaking talented. One of the most talented guys in the field. Still on the younger side of things. He's won two, two uh, Xfinity Series championships, so he's already got a championship pedigree with them. He knows how to get it done. I think he might make it to the Final Four, and maybe if we get some odds on that later on, that would be a good bet. But I don't think it's good enough where he's at again, it's kind of, he could do it. Yes. I, I could see him winning it, but I'm not confident enough at 12 to one area, 10 to one area of saying he's going to do it. I think he's going to have a great season. I think that this was a huge for 2311. We know Denny Hamlin wanted him, went out and got him a year before he became a free agent, was willing to sit on him being with RCR for another year, having a lame duck season to wait to get him. And obviously, it ends up working out getting him early as they got Kyle Busch. And they're like, okay, see you later. We'll take Kyle Busch. But yeah, I think Tyler Reddick will be a NASCAR champion. I think he'll win multiple championships, but I don't think it starts this year. I think he's going to take a little bit of time to get used to that ride. I think that team. So we look at Trackhouse and you look at, wow, they just like two years into it, all of a sudden they're great. But you got to take into account they bought Chip Ganassi in that area now the new car obviously helps condense things as well but 2311 started from the ground up there was nothing there and yes they built it into where they won two races this season and they're going to continue to grow but Trackhouse at least had all those employees from chip ganassi the facilities from chip ganassi the equipment they had in there and yes a lot of it was obsolete with the new car but there was still something there to build on and chip ganassi wasn't some championship winning organization before but Again, something to build on. 2311 literally started from the ground up, and they're getting there, and they have huge plans, but they're waiting on those plans until the TV deal is signed but to, to grow even more, but I just don't think they're going to get there yet. I, it's coming, and Tyler Reddick is going to be dangerous for years to come with 2311, but not quite yet, I don't think. Yeah. Again, like I said, I just I don't feel comfortable with him at 12-1 to 1. Given everything, you know, it's like when you when you go and and get to a new school or like you and I, Cody, we've been we've been in the military. You get to a new uh, new base, a new a new place where you're going to be working, and you got to get a lay of the land. You don't just jump in and automatically start being the guy from day one, unless you are that person. Then good on you. But I I never was able to just jump in and be an instant uh, star wherever I was right away. So um, yeah, Tyler Reddick, like you said, he'll be good. He'll be good for a long time. I just don't know what 12-1 to 1 this season is is something that I want to touch. I'd feel better with Kyle Busch, like at 14-1, to 1, like we said, or 20-1 to 1 in that yeah. respect. Yeah, and like if you get Redick at 20-1, to 1, it's still I don't know that I would jump all over. Like definitely not like I am with Kyle Busch. I, I think I could talk myself into it more, but but th so then you look at him sitting up there at 12-1 to 1 and it's like, meh. It just, again, I could see him doing it. It just, it's not again, enough for me to want to go lay that on them. And who the hell knows? Come next November, we could be sitting here going, well, shit, we were both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. It's very possible. <laughs> um, I, there's two things I want to bring up 
and I also want to get your opinion on some of these guys that are that are down here toward the very very bottom of this list. Obviously, long long shots for a reason. But if you listen to the show at least one episode in the entire year, you know Cody loves him some long shots. But I want to discuss the fact that one Ty Gibbs is as high as he is, but also that on one occasion Ty Gibbs is literally one spot above Kyle Busch. Ty Gibbs, his first full cup season, driving the 54, no less, is 18 to 1 in in some aspects. And in others, is 25 to 1. Now that I can see a little. But even still, I feel like that's way too high given a guy like Noah Gragson is at 100 to 1. So, Cody, discuss. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I saw my buddy Greg Mathern, who writes for the Garage Guys as well as I do, uh, say something about please give us an option on the no on Ty Gibbs to win the championship uh, because that you would lay everything you could ever possibly get your hands on on that. It just when's the last time, and I don't even have the stat, I'd have to look it up, but when's the last time a rookie won the Cup Series championship? I I have no idea. Not any time that I can recall anywhere in near history and yeah he started what 10 races a season but he's still going to be a rookie and yes he is one of the next generational talents we've talked about that he's going to be good we, he just won the xfinity series championship will he win a cup series championship at some point there's a hell of a chance he's on a good team he's going to have a good ride for a long time uh does he win a race this year mm, i I don't I don't know that he does. I just, the cup series is a different animal, Rod. It was yes, he walked into the Xfinity series. He said, Oh, hey, fellas, wins his very first start in a part-time ride. Now, granted, yes, it was the you know the rotating Joe Gibbs car that wins a lot of races, but still was not easy to do. It's just that the transition to the cup series is not the same thing. And we saw that. I mean, he ran those 10 races or whatever it was, 10, 12 races or whatever he ran in the cup series, filling in for Kurt Busch this year. And was he in contention to win any of them? No, he was never even in the conversation. He was running with Corey LaJoy half the time. And I love Corey LaJoy, but he's an Aspire car. So uh, I would be surprised. Man, I, does, does Ty Gibbs get a win do you think he gets a one win in 2023 you know look i would say no but we saw austin Cindric win the biggest last season so it doesn't yeah that's different that's a, a super speedway and then ty gibbs is he really a super speedway guy was oh. austin Cindric really a speed super speedway yeah, guy in the, cup? In the xfinity series he was yeah. i mean ish but this Not was the, the point cup? we thought he was gonna win the 500 but yeah yeah, I mean, in super speedways, obviously, that's just a toss-up. You know, if there's plenty of guys that if they're going to get a win, that's where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Corey LaJoy, make sure you bet him on all the, the super speedways. Uh, but I just want to make sure I say that every chance I get. But uh, <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I I am completely out on Ty Gibbs championship odds, especially 25 to 1, 18 to 1. When he's, pro- he's 18 to 1 on the same book that Kyle Busch is 20 to 1. Like, what? kind of drugs are they on while they're setting these lines? Like, I don't understand. I just, it, it, to me, it makes zero sense. Again, I know we've had our fun with Ty Gibbs. I, I don't know if you saw it today. 
I posted in the Discord. It's 89 days until the the Cup Series, and so I shared a picture of Morgan Shepard's car, where it just had Jesus on the hood. I said it was nice to tie Gibbs to sponsor Morgan Shepard, so that that was funny. Uh, and, and yeah, we've obviously given him our ribbing and stuff, but we know that he is good. We know he's a great driver. He's going to be a generational talent. He is good. He's jumping into great equipment right off the bat, but I think he's going to struggle and I will not come anywhere close to touching these odds for to win the championship. If he goes out and wins it, great. Good on him. You know, you could rub it in my face, but I, I am not touching these. It just makes me wonder, though, where Ty as a rookie, I, again, maybe it is the equipment, maybe it is the team, maybe it is a bunch of stuff, but, I mean, Daniel Suarez is sitting there at 33-1, to 1, Bubba Wallace at 40-1, to 1, Brad Keselowski 50-1. to 1. I mean... You know, these are guys that that have a better shot, in my opinion, at backdooring right. themselves yeah. into a championship. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, none, none of those guys. You're you're screaming like a Kyle. I'm not going to say like Kyle Busch. Like they, they're going to come out and win this championship. Like I can see it happening. But those are guys that have a legit shot. Kozlowski at fifty to one, though it's appealing. He's won a championship before. We saw him kind of start to fire on all cylinders towards the end of the season. As a long shot, worth the sprinkle. Yeah, even a Bubba Wallace at those odds. Uh, you know, some of these guys farther down on the list that that could do it, you can make a case for them. I mean, you got Kevin Harvick at 20 to 1. You can make a better case for him than you can Ty Gibbs at 18 to 1. I, I just, Kevin Harvick's won it before. He was, you know, won multiple races this season after a slow start, was in the mix for a little bit. We know how he is at Phoenix. If he could get in the Final Four, he's going to be the toughest guy to beat easily. It just, I cannot make the case for Gibbs. It, it's great. He won the Xfinity series. We know the tragedy went through all this stuff. We know he's a generational talent. He's probably going to be in the cup series for the next 25 years. If he wants to be that 54, right is not going anywhere. That's his, it's got his name on it, but I just, I am not going to bet on him to win the championship. I probably, maybe if it was 50 to one, I mean, He's at 100 to 1, like Noah Gragson, maybe a little sprinkle because he's in a Joe Gibbs car. But even then, I'm not really talking myself into betting that. It's just, I don't see it. Yeah. There's no way I would. I mean, maybe if he was running the Xfinity series again next season, I mean, obviously, we don't have Xfinity odds. Uh, but as soon as we do, we'll right. definitely break the episode out. But yeah, like I said, it's just, I, I can't touch that when there's other players on the board that have, I think, in my opinion, a better shot. At, at taking home a championship. Um, all right, so listen, Cody, was there anybody else? We touched on a couple of guys already. You talked about Kevin Harvick. I was going to bring him up at 20-1. to 1. I got to think that this is his last season. I have to think that we are done with with uh, with watching Kevin. I'm not done. I didn't mean to say it like that, Kevin. Uh, that that we are... We are <laughs> That's how I feel about Martin Truex. We are done watching Martin Truex race, okay? Just leave. <laughs> I don't mean that, oh, Kevin. Man. I just mean that we're I know that our time with you is almost done. So that there, let's I put think, it yeah, gently. Yeah. I yeah. think that this is Harvick's last season and and think about that. To walk out John, like John Elway, like Peyton Manning, like Jerome Bettis on top of the world, win that Super Bowl and leave. A guy like Kevin Harvick, a great story it would be. You could see it happening. You can make the case for it at 20 to 1. He's done it before. We know he can get it done. He's obviously been to the final four. He's won the championships. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, kind of looking down the field. I mean, you're really you're just getting you hope somebody just strike gold. I mean, you could 
make a case for a guy like Eric Jones, 66 to one. We saw some good flashes from him. We know Petty GMS has money. They're bringing in Jimmy Johnson to coach him along, you know, while he races with him. Uh, you could make a case for a guy like that if you just kind of want to throw a few bucks here and there. And Austin Sindrick, even at 50 to one. I mean, there's more of a case to be made for an Austin Sindrick in his second season now in the Penske car than there is for Ty Gibbs uh, for, for me anyways. Um, so, oh yeah, those are, I mean, again, long shots that if you just kind of want to sprinkle some random guys very long in case you could throw them out there. But, uh, I think it's probably going to come from one of these guys higher up. If you want to another guy, Martin tricks, junior 14 to one. I would absolutely not touch that either. We've talked about it. He's retired. Couldn't even win a race last season. I, I want nothing to do with that. So here is your Coy LaJoy update. 2,000 to 1, yes. my friends. Whew. Book it. Okay, we're going to get them to change uh, the championship race and all nine rounds of the playoffs to Atlanta. <laughs> Coy LaJoy, 2024, 2023. He's going to win multiple. Yeah, LaJoy championship. <laughs> no, even I would not bet on that, unfortunately. No. Uh, hopefully he ends up getting a bigger ride here in a couple seasons. I He's my next hope for uh, – that's something I want to talk about too this offseason at some point. But uh, who's your next uh, Ross Chastain type of guy, you know, that's running around in this shitty equipment, gets gets a good ride? Spoiler alert, mine will be Corey LaJoy. But, uh, yeah, we, we can touch on that later on in the offseason. Uh, all right, I want A.J. Elmendinger, 150 to 1. Uh, Man, I mean, 150 to 1, it's probably worth a shot. I'm just going to do it just because it's AJ Allmendinger and I want to watch him go uh, just completely bonkers next season in his, in his first chance to do it again. You know, that 16 car is going to be passing people left and right. I mean, look, he, he was competitive in the last race of the season. We were talking about him, you know, so I, I just don't know if that'll translate to this season. I'm hoping so because I want to see it, but, you know. Unpopular take here. AJ Allmendinger does not win a race in 2023. Yeah, no, I, I I'm kind of right. everybody that. thinks he's just going to come in and all of a sudden win these road courses when he didn't win any last year, even though he was in all of them. He's not winning any races. 150 to one. I mean, sure, throw five bucks on it. Why not? Yeah. Eh, thanks, Cody. Thanks for pouring cold water all over my AJ Sorry. Allmendinger. Sorry, Rod. I you know I just trying to be the more realistic one again here. God damn it. <laughs> Fine. That's why they listen to this show for you. I'm telling you. It's because I'm out here saying, throw money on AJ Allmendinger. And you're like, yeah, probably don't do that. Fading Rod yeah, is, I mean, is the best way to work just, this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go down there, I'd rather have a guy like uh, Eric Amarola, 125 to 1. Oh, in his last season, Still too. Still unlikely, but no, he's got, supposedly, he signed oh, up two. for two more seats. That's right. That's right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Keeping that car warm for uh, Haley Deegan, I think. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> That's probably true, to be honest That's with you. That's my guess. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Cody, listen, we'll wrap up this this version of the show. We'll come back actually tomorrow for some Daytona talk. Let's talk Daytona odds tomorrow, shall we? They're out there. Let's um, do it. Daytona 500, baby. Yeah. The, the, the Green 89 days away. Boom. Yeah, we got the odds for those as well. We'll break down what we think, and we'll actually – we're going to not really give you any picks right now. We're just going to talk through odds because, uh, again, we... Except we for Kyle Busch, 20 to 1. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, go if you got that, go lock that in. That's the only one that I think you should lock in, too. I'm in agreement with you there. That That's one you can't let go because it's not going to be that way forever. Yep, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, we're just kind of talking through these, giving our takes on why guys are where they are, 
what we think their chances are, if we think it's be worth betting or not, just kind of taking a look at stuff, not necessarily giving out any official picks. I would and have bet Kyle Bush 20 to one. That that is one I think you need to get on right now. Um, but otherwise, obviously, you kind of got our takes on the guys throughout the fields. You know, it's it's kind of like any other sport. Pick the guys you you want to root for. You know, I always throw a couple bucks on my favorite team because if they make it there, you want to have that that long shot on the Nebraska Huskers to win the title. I throw that ten dollars down the toilet every year, <laughs> but uh, maybe someday. <laughs> Just throw ten dollars at Corey LaJoy. That's all you need to do. That's the world. There you go. Maybe it's worth a shot. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, as we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, you find all my work there. Follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. Indeed. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk some Daytona 500. Follow me on Twitter. In the meantime, at RJ Gomez is a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media. It's all right there for you. RJ Gomez on Twitter. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll talk about some Daytona 500 odds. And Cody will continue the countdown until the racing season begins. But until next time, everybody, please let's go racing and let it ride.